what he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, my time. I can reclaim it. Reclaim in my time. Reclaim in my time. Reclaim in my time. Is murder legal? Uh, it should be legal. Uh, I'm tired. Uh, I'm really tired. It's I'm, not biblically legal. I mean, technically in the Bible, an eye for an eye, and there's a few verses that says you are allowed to claim retribution on someone. Uh, I, I, I mean, I mean, I can worry about that later. I just want, I, I just don't want to get locked up. But I'm tired of people causing trouble when they don't need to. Well, well, unfortunately, murder is still illegal. All and, right. Well, I don't need to kill them. Just. Assault a, is illegal. A literal gag order, like, 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 like they have a gag around their mouth and they can't and they can't talk anymore. A lot of people need to stop talking. That's BDSM, and you need consent for so, them to say yes. You can gag me. Well, we're not trying to do any pulp fiction type stuff. Okay, I'm okay. just tired. I, there's just you just want them to shut up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Unnecessary carnage. I'm, I'm just tired. Of, I'm just tired of people. I respect it. I mean, people get on my nerves too. Want to just yeah. smack them, smack the, smack the taste out their mouth. Says hey. they don't don't have any taste. Hey, what's up, y'all? We're back. The three angry black people. Big Rob is in the house. Lorenzo, Chris, we're all here. What's up, y'all? Hi, how you doing? L looks like Coke. What in the world? I don't know. L just looks like he was about. He was on. He was on my vibe of like. I thought he was about to kill somebody. No. You just. Oh, okay. All right. No. no. By the way, I like your. I like the. Uh, I like the gray. I like the gray in the beard, man. It looks very distinct. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Thanks. It does. With, with wisdom whiskers. That's what I like to call. It. Look. I got a look. I got plenty. I got plenty myself too. Yeah, that so. that, that 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 makes me feel so much better. No, I'm, no, no, no. But serious though, like having gray mm-hmm. in your beard to me is distinguished. Distinguished, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. I meant that in all sincerity. Unfortunately, you know? as someone who's dealt with a lot of men with gray in their beard. I know they're just as foolish as those without beards. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm talking purely aesthetic. We're not saying everybody with gray yeah. knows something because we know that's not true. Yeah, that I true. feel like that's a bold face lie. I feel society has tried its way to social justice or a placate or whatever you want to, whatever you want to put there to make people feel 
good about having gray. Like it's all right. Yeah. No, they're having gray. Yeah, so you got some salt and pepper. Everybody gets salt and pepper at some point. Like, no. No. Salt and pepper's here Just, and we're in a fat. We about to push it Show's over, y'all. <laughs> it's been great. Catch y'all next time. I'm sorry. I want to shut up now. Oh my gosh. No. Y'all are, y'all are like two goobers for that. I don't <laughs> even know if I want to call y'all goobers, but whatever. I could go for some goobers right now. Man, I, I did bring butterfly gummies with me today. Oh, you did? Yeah, you want some? Sure. All right. Yeah, I just, like, I get it. You know, hey, you know, gray's cool, I guess, for some. I hate it. I'm what? Not, but I'm not a fan of it. I don't know. Oh, just, are you just talking just from, like, an appearance stamp, standpoint? Or? Per- yeah. It just, I'm, yeah, I'm used to it, though. And the only reason that... I didn't shave all this mess off is because when I went to the, the my homie, my barber, we talked about how, you know, you got that one barber. Mm-hmm. Which now that I think about it, I have a story about that. But anyway, um I'm going there and I was gonna get it completely shaved off because that's what I do. And mind you, gray hair is one of the most pettiest things in the universe. For those that have to deal with it gray hair is one of the most pettiest things if you have a beard and you got gray and you go and get that shave the motherfucker comes back 10 times stronger than it did before (laughs) right so it's like yeah cut me down if you want to but i'll be back you know you gotta just for to quote mf doom how niggas in the street act like like it really comes back with a vengeance yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is why it's like you either just deal with it by like just accepting it, or you diet for those that can die. Yeah, just for men. Yeah, yeah. Just but then you have men. to hope you're not. Uh, no, that's allergic. the other one. Just for me? No, I just call it just for men. Just for no, me. but you sang the just for me. I know what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll behave. I'll behave. <laughs> no, you won't. Stop lying. <laughs> If we all behaved, we wouldn't have a podcast. Yeah, that part. So yeah, gray hair. Um, not not a fan. Not a fan. I, I don't recommend it. I hate it. But the only reason I like kept the majority of it, which is why it was able to grow back as the way it's been growing, is because while I was getting the shave, my wife was asking me not to cut all of it off. Mm. Right. And then just, you know, we just so get, she likes it, it. get it shaped up, you know, trimmed up. Oh, okay. So I, I did that part. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, my fucking gray hair. I hate this you, shit. you know why I like gray hairs? Because it, I feel like it gives me a license to talk to, talk to other people. You know oh. what I mean? On my grandpa tip, you know, especially at work. I love it because I'm, there's only like one other person in my immediate department that's older than me everybody else is younger than me so you know when they see me coming you know with gray hairs you know it's like, boy let me tell you something all right no you do not do that i do i do i love it oh my god i love it oh you jumping into your old man bag i love it i mean using references that they have no idea what i'm talking about it, 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 it's great it's great i love it 
yo, do you be putting them on the music? Like, listen, listen, listen. You need to, you need to listen to some of this good old fashioned 1980s synth pop. Oh yeah, I'll be the, yeah, I'll be like, hey, look, hey, hey, look. You need to bust out the nine and Rex and effects and yeah, yeah, blah, blah, say blah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you say like back in my day we had to catch a bus and the light rail to get to work. What y'all got to do? Catch Without Uber. electricity, that's right. We had to push it. <laughs> oh, oh, whoa, we're full circle. Push it, push it, push it. Okay, I'm behaving. Y'all did it. No, y'all did this to yourselves. You know, I need to. You know, you know, I need to make myself laugh because, like I said, I'm, I'm. I still meant it. Like people still need to, you know, you, you know, get the gag, the non pulp fiction gag order. But you know, heck yeah, That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. People, on there the- it is. <laughs> For all of you that are too young. <laughs> to remember this video or song it's a classic originally released in 1986 on the album Hot Cool and Vicious Salt and Pepper is considered R&B soul hip hop rap Peppa P-E-P-P-A <laughs> First saw this on a channel called USA. <laughs> it still exists. Yes, it does. But it doesn't play no music anymore. That's true. It was after elementary school. <laughs> Had no idea what the fuck they were talking about, but they was on stage and they was like, "Push it." Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I mean, as a kid, like uh, eighty six, I was seven years old, so I didn't. I just thought they were pushing something. I, 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 you know, <laughs> we're wrong. If you are listening to this podcast, <laughs> working up a sweat. <laughs> Is this a good segue into what we're going to be talking about today? I after- have no fucking idea. <laughs> hey, but we definitely going to be talking about music today. Well, 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 well the one thing. Hold up. Beat goes hard. Don't say that. Please, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it does go hard. <laughs> Clap we don't have that camera yet Cause yeah. this would just be horrible <laughs> Oh gosh oh, That's the best part What y'all have just missed is like me and Elle And even Rob started moving at the same time To the beat oh, We was doing some neck rolls gosh. y'all yeah. This is bad This is bad Man we silly today oh, we, yes. This is silly and also I'm just mad at this That damn song Like <laughs> I'm Stop no, but like I, I was saying, now if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you are you are of age. 
<laughs> Not that we got age requirement, but it's explicit for a reason. But like, let's talk about. So let's talk about that song. All right, um, Salt and Pepper. I first seen that video. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I had no idea what they were talking about. All I know is push it real good. Now, what's crazy about it is that the song has been used in so many movies. Yes. You know, you could see old-ass workout videos, and you see, that'll be good. You see people working out to it, and, you know, sometimes they be working out sweat. Sometimes they're doing squats, you know, squats with no, 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 no buns, just <laughs> just <laughs> squats working working <laughs> anyway this the song has been used a lot and mm-hmm. um of course you get older and then you realize what they're talking about and it's just like oh shit right so now 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 mentioning that I remember back in the day they was like, "Oh, we we had no they they played it. Oh, we had no idea people thought it was something sexual." Well, what else you pushing? I'm looking you at the lyrics. Pu- you know what I mean? Uh, I'm pushing the lyrics because they were trying to they, they were trying to be innocent. Yeah, we was like push it, but all of a sudden people took that as to mean something sexual. Really? Get up on this, like get, get up, up on this, this. okay. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, right. Like, oh, baby. Like, what? Come on. Hold on one second. Now, now, now. Wait a minute, y'all. This dance ain't for everybody. Only the sexy people. So, all y'all fly mothers, get out on, get out all out there and dance. Dance. I said, this dance ain't for everybody. Yes, yes. So you know what? You know what would happen? Um, It really. It really, when you think about it, if we watch the video, which we haven't, which we could, if we watch the video, maybe it makes more sense. And this is just like, oh, hey, well, it's a dance and certain dances. Of course, you like, you know, you're pushing it, yeah, you know, you're backing it up. Yeah. And then like the way that, and then like, and then the way, like, so what they got is a double entendre yes. because like you can sit here and look at it and watch a video and it just be like, oh, okay, you know. We're push just it. yeah, right, we're just, just dancing. We're, right, we're, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you have the lyrics that they they stand they stand out, and it's like you know cooling by day and and then at night working up a sweat. Come on, come on, girls, let's show the guys what that we know how to become number one in a hot party show. Now, <laughs> okay, so yeah, that would be. That would be the defense that hey, we're just talking about dancing. But then, if you actually see them, they're twisting. Hot party show, right? <laughs> and then when they go, ooh, baby, baby, you know, they're right. They're their pelvis twisting, right? <laughs> I mean, also, like, there's a whole lot. Come on over here, baby, give me a kiss before I get pissed. The get up on this alone, right there. That, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, if yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, enough, yeah, then it's boy, you really got me going. You got me, so I don't know what I'm doing. Now, you know the last time I heard you got me so in the song like that, and then you knew what it was, flowetry. Thank you. All right. Which would be a weird-ass mix-up, mashup if somebody could somehow 
match these two together please don't do it it would be an abomination but if you can do it and you make it really really good yeah, I'm yeah. that TikTok person that does it because he like takes two songs and he'll take the vocals from one and the beat from another and then mix them together. They're called mashups. The ma- yeah. Yeah. yeah, my sister loves them. But like, there's a specific TikTok person that shows you what he's doing when he does it. Oh, 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 oh! Speaking of which, there is a really good one of my favorite mashups. Yeah, is uh, is uh, is the um, or bring bring the noise by Public Enemy. Oh, and and the theme to the stripper. That Looking at the lyrics for this. Yes. Yes. This really was like more to like in your club dance. It wasn't meant to be, you know, any type of lyrical slaughter, no, any type no. of thing like that. This is really the most simplistic lyrics with a really catchy beat. Yeah, it was meant for and, this. And the don't, yeah, and then and you know, and that's what that's what I honestly like about it. It it really is because it, 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 it is an innocent song, but it's an innocent song. But I, it's kind of funny because they like I could see them saying, "Well, we didn't know people were taking it that way." Like, uh, yeah. well, you did kind of say, "Get up on this." <laughs> I would say Salt didn't know, which maybe I will say Pepper knew exactly what she was saying. Unless I'm getting them confused. Yeah, I mean that's a very that's a when you very look at the, good. When you look at the yeah. video, that to me settles it that there it's both. It's I mean both. It, it's both. Yeah, it is one hundred percent both. Get up on it. <laughs> do, do, do. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. So uh, y'all brought this up though, like. <laughs> So I know we have a lot of uh, music topics to go over. I don't want to say a lot, just or, some very uh, pervasive ones. I uh, want to get into the one that I that 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 I'm familiar with, which is with which is how stupid Keefy D is. <laughs> okay, I'm ready because that's pretty stupid. Mm-mm. Like Mm-mm. you do this now, you yeah. do this now. We might as well knock it out, unless you want to save it to the end. Uh, if you want to save it to the end, we can. I'm just, I'm just the most familiar with that one. We can, we can talk about something else. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. I'm thinking, thinking because one of these, one of the things that happened yesterday. Then there's something that actually, uh, kind of hits another topic. Actually, kind of hits home for us, and it has to do with a, a certain like person who like he brings out an album when he's like pissed because i don't know he got his heart broken several fucking times by his own ridiculous self (laughs) so then he brings out a fucking um he brings out a fucking album (laughs) but there is one that there is one that actually hits home and it has something to do a little something to do with him all right. Um, so we we'll we'll talk about that. Um, so we'll start with this monstrosity. So basically, I'm just going to go ahead and play it, and then uh, we can weigh in. Now it also would help if I make sure the motherfucking thing is connected. 
Which it should be. Oh, I put it in the wrong place. Please stand by. This is three angry black people. Oh my gosh, hold up. Quick sound test. All right. We need that. We need that. Oh, I'll see what happened. All right, cool. We need that 70s intermission music. We gon' get you. Best believe we gon' get you. Can you feel your time running out, nigga? I can hear you breathing, believing that they won't notice what's been coming out your mouth from a worldwide mind figure. So I got thugs in every prison ready to pull a shank on your slug, niggas. Don't get a twist of Keith, you're just a bitch to me. Snitching on yourself while I'm here making history. If it ain't cancer, then my niggas gon' get you. Slide you off your fat buck, you be feeling the rapture, uh. Well, you shaking, nigga, cause I'll be breaking, niggas. Long after my death, ain't no way you can erase me, nigga. Sick of pistol picking troops with nothing to lose. Strategizing moves to turn red was blue. Best believe they are coming for you, creeping in the dark. We are panthers. Ain't no fucking weakness in our hearts. So, mold up, nigga. It's one my battle in this fight to make him pay for every day that they enjoyed life. Take them down. Grab your blocks when they see these punks. No need for cops, Kiffy D's a chopper. You shot me, but your punks cannot finish. Cause my spirit is spirit. You cannot kill it. Nigga, we take them down. Grab your blocks when you see these punks. Brought some shots when you see these punks. You shot me, but your punks cannot finish. Cause my spirit is vivid, you can't kill it. Nigga, I see you screaming out the window with the key to the city. Strung out on poppers. Your skinny ass must really must be. And times change nowadays. Except these rappers again, but choose a fact. Nigga, second dick was always your fault, hey, puppy. You forsake through the money you made. But fucking over your friends and fucking your friends. Snakes gonna get what they deserve. Two slugs to the head and this gonna Wow, man, Tupac's a genius. Still coming out with bangers. He literally out, <laughs> this thing out out puffy? Oh, gosh, I didn't hear that the first time I listened to it. No, yeah, like the, the title uh, in the video that you sent, it was like, you know, it was a Keefy D and like a, a P. Diddy disc. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, what y'all just heard was, of course, uh, AI generated. It was definitely not something Pac had sitting in a, the file somewhere, you know. And um, yo, if you've it, never heard Tupac before, like, or if you've only heard like his hits or like a couple of songs, there you would think he wrote that. You maybe I was I would say fifty fifty. I would be fifty fifty split. I'd be like, he wrote this. He was angry. Like, like if, if all you heard was like, uh, "I ain't mad at you," yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like no, I mean it does. It does get his cadence, yeah, and his delivery right, but it's just not as poetic. Also, there's no, you know, uh, Tupac is good at the side banter comments throughout his things. You yeah. know what I mean? Where you know he's really he's really jabbing. Yeah, he's like, at, pop, pop. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's missing that, but. It, it's got the it's got the flow down. It does have the flow. Yeah.
Now you tell me who won. <laughs> so the the thing that got me with the AI generated is that they tried their best to capture um the aggression mm-hmm. that yes. Pac has in his voice. Right. Um and they in the energy uh, with the lyrics, mm-hmm. so the reason I played "Hit 'Em Up" is because "Hit 'Em Up" was very aggressive. It was to the point, mm-hmm. and there was no holes bars. And um, no matter how well you can program a voice and write the bars, which, by the way, that the bars that they they wrote actually was. Was, was nice I was like okay right I yeah. like I, I would I would give him points for that but you will never beat the original uh and that's the thing like I, I feel as though like gosh that's uh, a good thing I, too. I hate the timeline that we're in <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really do because like AI AI with music I'm like yo we going way too fucking far y'all but I don't, I don't want it to get that good if it starts getting that genuine visceralness and just, you know what I mean? The attitude that comes with it. That's when I start getting scared, you know? Well, yeah, um, this is, well, see, I think that's why we got to kind of nip this in the bud, but it's always, it's nice to, it's nice to see <laughs> that technology's come far enough that we can do this, but then it's very scary. Yeah. And then just because yeah. we can do something doesn't mean we should. should. Yeah. You know? Mm. So I personally with this, just like I am with um any like artist has passed, it's like, listen, yes, we missed them, but they're gone. Let them rest. The only music I want to hear is the stuff that they never got a chance to release. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Because to me, at least what they had in the clip still, it's something that they wrote. It's just something that they personally created. When you in 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 in, in, even in some cases, sometimes I don't want that because sometimes they felt a certain way about the song. Like we'll hear songs and they'll be like, "Oh well, you know, we got this verse and the hook," but you know they never finished it. But we can. You know, put this on a song because you'll have some artists and they'll feature, you know, um, another artist. And, you know, that artist has passed away. In fact, um, I'm trying to think of who had it recently, but Prodigy was featured on a song. Mm-hmm. And um, it on one hand, it was like, I know. That's something that, you know, out probably, you know, had the blessing to do. You know, he had that, you know, somebody had that verse and that hook. Yeah. But it just was, it was disingenuous to me, you know, especially because, you know, we would often see artists, you know, put it on songs where it was like, well, if the artist was still around, we don't even know if they would have liked to say that the artist that is featured on the song with them or they're It's a bad taste. Yeah. It's a bad taste. Like to me, it's just. I get it. It's like, oh, well, you know what? It would have been nice to see this. Da, 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 da. So they're trying to make it happen, but it's manufactured. It's not real. Yeah, yeah. And it's a personal song, too. So it's like, chances are, 
Tupac probably wouldn't have sanctioned a song like this. You know what I mean? Absolutely Where, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way. But we talked about, you know, we talked about this before in general, the use of AI in music and whether or not the progress, there should be room to actually use it. And I thought, or at least my position was, I, I, I think it should always be a tool, not the centerpiece. Right. You know what I mean? Like I can see, uh, I can see a universe in the future where AI is used to accompany the main artist. Right. But there's still the artist. You know, this right. is this is what the writer strike part part of what what the writer strike was about was the fear of the elimination of the original artist. Right. You know. Well, you know my conspiracy theory, so I'm going to save that for the next episode. <laughs> um, but no. Oh, that should be a good one. Yeah, but um. No, you're right. You're absolutely 100% right. Like, AI. But see, when you say AI as, as the assistance, are you saying it because, like, let's say, like, to me, that's already like how they do, like, auto tune and when they have um, reverb your voice a little bit. So let's say you have a higher pitch, but they need to bring it down a pitch and you naturally can't do it. So they go in and they switch it as you record to mm-hmm. bring it. So, mm-hmm. like, that stuff engineers do. So, like, how would AI aid or influence an artist is it like oh i'm not like i lost my voice like prime example case sorry for going to r&b case technically when he was singing that song missing you and at the end he's like i'm losing my voice he literally was losing his voice his he couldn't hold that note anymore yeah so in that situation ai could come in right to help because like we need to redo this take we have him singing all of it use an AI generated voice to smooth out some of his something that's in there or redo it. If it's not perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was thinking more of it from the standpoint of, of concepts and I, and ideas, you know, cause you have a lot of artists there, you know, the old school artists make albums still that are theme based store story, story based. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of, you make a you make a song with AI, and maybe somehow the AI is further elaborating on a concept that you've already created. Right. That to me is good. You know, it's you know, it's going back to something I said on a on a different song, and they take that and they put it in this song, or somehow you know, it's helping the artist. It's it, it's still helping the artist. We're not just saying, uh, let's just take um, the best cuts of what sounds good and mash it all together and, and play it. Right. You know. So. Yeah, I think with I think we're thinking of AI, the use of AI to, in two different ways, but both ways are dangerous. Why? 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 Why dangerous? So I think like what you're saying is like okay, like okay, on song one, I was talking about the come up. Like I I got I I came up. I made my money. I'm here. I'm living good, but you want to refer back to how that come up, like on song five, let's say five, um, the come up has ruined your relationships, but you can't remember, or you, you like, you're, you're in your, what you're writing isn't quite like matching up with what you said in song one. So then you're saying like AI can come in and smooth it out. And maybe some of the words you were using, using some type of AI to like recreate that lyric in a different way. 
Or just steer it in a different and direction. Steer it in a different yeah. direction, which yeah. then takes away from the writer. Because the writer. But what if that's what the writer intent was? What, what if that's what the original composer wanted to do was to stay on a certain theme or progression? Maybe they got off it. Maybe AI is, is helping to suggest ways that it could, you know, go with your theme of what you want to say. Right. But then that also, then you're saying you can kind of not remove, but like. The producer and the writers would have less work to do, which means they're going to get paid less money because they'll have less studio time. They'll have to be in the studio less time using AI generated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then on the flip side, it's the same thing with like what I was saying about Case. Like, let's say, yeah, he lost his voice and they wanted to redo it and they had AI redo it, right? Do that song and it cut out the, the, um, when he was. Freestyle, I'm losing my voice, man. I'm losing, like, they took cut that out and it made it a very beautiful song, right? Yeah. And let's say some genius producer's like, well, we don't, well, he ain't got a voice no more. We got two more songs to record. We don't have to give him credit on these two songs. We'll just use AI yeah. to, like, mimic how he would sound and then, you know, we'll clean it up. So, you see what I'm saying? It's, the, it's a yeah. very, it's, I like the idea of what AI can do for society. I also understand that AI can almost ruin that's what my conspiracy theory is which i'll come back to ruin it so it's a catch-22 it's like yes, yeah use it because it looked like that song for real for real wasn't it kind of did go hard in the paint but i was like eh, it was very simplistic digs right yeah but it but at the same time it's like god damn i, I can't i now i realize i kind of miss tupac's music a little bit yeah 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 definitely Uh-oh. did i mention did did I mention I went to a con a AI concert? I I mentioned that before on this show, right? Yeah, the BSO. Yeah. Yeah. And they played Phil, and they played oh, I forgot the artist's name, but it didn't make sense. And then they played somebody that was more theme based, mm-hmm. just more repetitive. Gla- I think it was Phil a Philip Glass song, and it was like this song is better. Oh wow. <laughs> this song, you know, so from that standpoint, it is scary. It's the whole thing you have to be very very careful. You have to walk a very thin tightrope. I think the artist should have more control over it than the producer, honestly. So that they say I want to use, you know, I want to use this or I don't want to use this. I think they should have more control over it. I would say that if I thought the art like this is the thing and I'm not I'm not digging at artists. I am not digging at artists, but I feel like a lot of artists are not that savvy or if they are that savvy, they are not, they're going to, they're going to start eliminating, which maybe works better for the artists and they'll keep more of the cash themselves when they start eliminating, like how many engineers and writers and producers has to touch that art. Like when they're with a label, like if they're by themselves and it's like a small production team, Okay, I can I see it. I understand it. I want you to still make sure everyone gets paid off of it. The publishing, the rights, yeah, all that good yeah. stuff. Contract it, disputes are going to be very, very important. Yeah, but then like if it's coming from like the like you know um, not agencies but record companies, my fear is that you're going to see a new revelation where it's like yeah the artist and some random computer engineer. And you don't see your producers like John Tay Austin, Dallas Austin, Timbaland, because they're just going to have a computer engineer do whatever they need to do. And when that the goes, industrialization of it, yeah, yeah. And when it goes to court, how can you prove that this is your sonic 
beat because you cannot at the moment you can copyright certain beats but you can't copyright chords yeah which is that's the whole fight that happened with uh marvin gay yeah and robin thick even though like i i know a lot of people hate what i say i was like i get i that was a whole different type of lawsuit because technically Marvin Gaye has now set the president. Marvin Gaye's family has set the precedents of you can, you should be able to copyright melodic tones and melodies. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll leave that one alone for another day. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Contracts have to be uh, renegotiated. Um, which. The industry, the music industry is yet to really uh, catch up with everybody else in terms of renegotiating contracts, artists getting paid fairly, ensure they're getting paid fairly from streaming, the things of that nature. Uh, more so, it's not even that they need to catch up. It's just it needs to happen. And that's a conversation that unfortunately uh, won't happen for some time because labels have for the longest time made all the money the artists don't really make a lot of money from uh the the music that they record because they are linked to a label so with ai you're now dealing with the the idea that somebody could very well still release music under your name your brand and just do it through AI because like you decided that you're walking away from the label. Mm -hmm. But if they said, well, we own your likeness or your brand, or we just own your brand, you know, we can release this music. Like if you got songs that have not been released, but you got it written down and you work with a songwriter, we could take and just go ahead you know record your voice and then boom so it may be happening it may be like artists are revising their contracts mm-hmm. we have to look more into it to see if that is happening yeah. but um i think any artist that if you're signing to a label in this day and age your biggest thing should have your, your biggest thing one of the biggest things should be a clause in your contract that a label cannot use your voice yeah that's what i was thinking like through um you know an ai generated version of you we basically that needs to be something that's set in mm-hmm. now most labels of course if you're signed to them you're not going to re- really worry about that in fact labels have been you know copyright striking videos that go up because somebody did a song and they did an ai version of drake or ai version of some other artist and because that artist is currently signed to that label, the labels are like, nah, the fuck you won't. So they've been, you know, doing copyright strikes. So to and to some degree, labels do care about that shit because they don't want other people obviously coming out with music and saying, oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, this is a new Drake song. That's and money it's like, out of their pocket. Yeah, it's like the fuck you doing, right? So. You know, of course, they copyright strike, but then again, it's a copyright strike because I should be making money off of it, not you. Right. So that's why they're doing it. But you can't, we can't sit here and, 
you know, paint them in a good light because like I said, labels have been making money off of artists for ages. And if you are not smart about, um, I'm not even going to say smart. If you are not cognizant of the fact that when you sign that dotted line, just what you are giving them the power to do in trouble, yeah, you're in trouble because this is how you get into situations where you realize you're not getting paid a lot. You realize that you don't own your masters and that when you're recording music that you're, you know, at the mercy of the label, if you want to release something like you might have a really solid idea for a project, you might have a song you really want to release, but the label is telling you that it's not ready yet. You can't do it yet. Right. You know, I'll never, uh, you know, I'll always use this as a uh, reference point and never not tell the story. But like Scissors Control album made a whole lot of money, but it was because they waited for the right time to release it. As annoying as it gets, as much tape and everything that you know surrounds it, there's always a strategy. So when fans are talking about, well, we want music now, yeah, as much as the artist wants to release it right then and there. Nah, it is not. It's not always up to them. That's the first part. Second part is it's always loopholes and things they're going through. Because even if uh you know an album is ready to go, if for whatever reason somebody's featured on that album and they didn't sign over uh the rights to use the lyrics, because that's a thing too. Yes. Um, you know, a, a song doesn't a song or album doesn't come out because like. X, Y, and Z featured on the song hasn't signed that contract yet. Yeah. So nothing can be released. So these are the things that artists deal with. And also, um, one of the more heinous things that has come along in the past 20 some odd years, 30 some odd years, is that these 360 contracts. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. For those that didn't know, a 360 basically. It's, artists basically pays the label out everything off of 360 meaning that you before a 360 contract you basically could go on tour and that's how you made all your money you made all your money off of touring you made all your money off of the merch sales 360 contracts change that so what that's saying now is that and for those that you want a real good fiery explanation Look up the video with Joe Button and Lil Yachty. Yeah. Because that was your music business one-on-one crash course in contracts. Mm. Yes. Despite how Joe was coming off, he everything he was saying was like, Valid. need to be heard. Needed to be heard. Mm. Because there are so many brand deals that uh, new artists get. It's insane. But these 360 contracts allow labels to make money off of all that. So before then, if Rob is touring... Before a 360 contract, Rob got money off of touring. He got money off the merch sales. I say, Rob, you're bringing on a new album. Rob goes ahead and signs a contract with big bus, badass music, whatever. Next thing you know, Rob goes to tour off that new album he just released. Rob sells a hoodie. It's hoodie season. Rob selling a whole lot of hoodies. Rob gets a nice little cool check. For $5,000. And I say, Rob, that's great. You got a check for $5,000. Let me look at that check. 
me scratch out that number here. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, there you go. You now got you a cool five hundred dollars, Rob. Well, well, no, no, no. With a three sixty, they take up to thirty percent or up to fifty, depending on what's in the contract. So, like, if it was five thousand, Rob might be like, "All right, I'm going to get five thousand at like I'll get." Let's say four thousand after taxes, right? But then you come in and you're like, "Well, after taxes, I get my thirty percent." So Rob really is going to get like twenty seven hundred, and then on top of that, whatever you made on your concert tour after you pay all your people, pay all the security, pay for all the lights and shows and everything, and the fees for the stadium, right? So like Beyonce currently made like close to four point five billion dollars on this tour. Gen- no, she generated for the American economy four point five billion dollars. I'm like, that is more money than the average GDP of some countries, okay? If she's in a 360 deal, Sony is walking away after everything's said and done and paid for and all the taxes is out. Sony's walking away with close to a billion dollars. She might be walking away with close to like 900 million, but Sony's walking away from a, with a billion, a billion. Robert, you getting five hundred dollars? I, I can't even comprehend numbers like that, though. Like in Megan Thee like, Stallion. Uh, no, I ain't getting five hundred. All right, yeah. the whole thing. I'm giving them five hundred dollars. You heard me? Why? I'm going. I'm going, <laughs> why? Why? I'm going Prince style. Uh, okay. I, the label. The label. The label was crooked. He's I'm, supposed. He's supposed to. I'm taking the Prince. You up. You up here helping him out. I said five. So you're just the one second. In order for him to walk away with just five, that means well, it'll be a little bit. He, you, you're saying the label's taking ninety percent of everything he makes. <laughs> I, don't I was in the most in the most outlandish example before before Chris gave y'all the legal route. Still, you see that again. Everything that yeah. you make money off of, yeah, the labels getting a cut. And so Beyonce, for example, that was a really great um, example uh, with that. But you know, also too, um, I feel like when we talk about Beyonce, especially. Uh, we also probably have to f- factor in, depending on negotiations, she might negotiate her contract. They're lucky if they see a bill. I apologize. I was being overly zealous. Beyonce made $579 million on this tour. Okay. Five hundred seventy-nine million. I don't think she has a three sixty deal because oh, she she more like she's too big to have that now. Oh no! Well, well, also when she came out is right before the three sixty hit. Like three sixty started to hit. I will say probably around the Rihanna. No, Rihanna. Rihanna didn't hit, have the three sixty. That's why um, Fenty did so well for her. Three sixty started to hit around. I will say two thousand ten. Little Yachty early two thousand mid two thousands like two thousand five. So um. So we'd have to find a we have to find a really good a really good um example. Okay. Oh I, I can't imagine a major A list artist. Two thousand two it was Robbie Williams. Yeah. An English recording star. Yeah. And it was Jeff Henson who created it. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody that's like a top of the line, but that's making hundreds of millions of dollars accepting a 360 contract at a certain point. You well, know, that's, that's one of those things where I feel like the you're only going to do it if you like if you're like just new to the industry. New, yeah, and new new artists are hitting with that a lot more. Artists that have been around for a while 
most likely are not in the 360, yeah. provided they are still with the same label and publishing. Yeah. What probably happened, a lot of older artists, I would say before, two, before 2005, because even though 2002 is when it started, I think it really took off in 2005 beyond. Prior to 2005, what they probably have is they don't have the rights to their songs. And instead of it reverting back in 10 years, because what the old system was, after 10 years, your rights reverted back to your songs. Oh, okay. So then you'll get the publishing and the credit. So, like, at first, it was the record label gets all the publishing, all the credit. They have the final say on who can um, use the music, who could, what movie it was in, where it can be featured. Like, that that was yeah. Good. And then 10 years later, the rights were it back to you. And then you had all the rights and you could say, no, I don't want this song. That's why, like, during the, when streaming started, you started seeing a lot of songs get pulled off of streaming and put back on the streaming and pulled off yeah. of streaming. Because artists started getting their rights back because it was reverted. So first it was 30 years, then 20 years, now 10 years. And now some artists are back to 15 years. And then with the 360 deal, you may, even if you get your publishing, they still have the right to say 30% of that publishing comes to us no matter what. Oh, they still got their hand in it. Yeah, but then also, like, if you do any merch, and so think about it like this: if Rihanna had a three sixty deal, she would not be a billionaire because that means um, Island Def Jam and Def Jam Records can always say we want thirty percent of whatever you do for Fenty. Yeah, and Megan Thee Stallion complained about it because um, three hundred. What they did was she has a lot more brand deals than most rappers right now most female rappers like she has a brand deal with coach she had one with doritos she has one with two other companies she has a few with a country companies outside of the u.s and they were taking 35 percent. so after she paid everything like she paid her dancers paid her engineers paid her music go for it sorry um beyonce actually probably ain't paying nobody because oh she's under parkwood entertainment which is her own label exactly but, there we go. But but so, yeah, she ain't paying nobody. But we we wasn't going. But I was saying if. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right. I'm with you. Because um, but yeah. So for Megan Thee Stallion, that's why she was selling 300, and then she was saying the way 300 was doing it. So she let out a, put out a lot of projects. They was only calling every other project she put out an album. So they was like saying, "Oh, Fever is an EP," and they made her made her like she said, "Oh yeah, it's kind of like an EP. It's not a complete album. It has twelve tracks on here, ma'am. This is an album." Yeah. And then like she came out with an album, and then she had another one. They're like, "Oh, call it an EP again because she only has six songs." What's the What's defined as the EP? The number of songs. Um, it's the number of songs and something else. But let me, L might know better than me. EP versus LP. Okay. So no, uh, correction. So she is currently signed to her own label. Yes, but How, it's under uh, Universal Sony. Sony, my but bad. she's also she's also uh, signed to Sony Music Entertainment. Um, so this is somebody. Somebody's somebody's getting somebody. Basically, somebody's getting paid. But Beyonce is more than anything well off compared to other artists. Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> is like. And that's that's a that's a given, but yeah. um, I think the, yeah. I if, think the moral of the story to all this is if you if you're if you're getting into this industry, make sure you have representation. Make sure you have if if you can't do it yourself, find somebody that can negotiate a contract. You know to protect yourself. Um, I'm going to take what you said and I'm going to, I'm going to flip this a little bit. If you're getting into music, first of all, get your foundation straight. So you got to work on making sure that 
your your product, your the music that you're creating, number one, um, you're putting y'all into it. So this way, <laughs> you have you you have a foundation that is that you've built with your music, and on top of that, you're building your own fan base. Yeah. The reason I say this is because before you can even think about labels, you got to think about the fact that right now you are your own manager. So as you're getting into the business, focus on really building everything up and actually have something to manage. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, I mean, when you get to that level, when you get to the level of I'm ready to, you know, go mainstream, even then. So the reason, the reason, um, the reason I, I, again flip this on his head is because a lot of artists that are looking to you know get signed it's like sometimes the artists are like well hey I got good music I just want to get signed because then boom I'm signed I'm on whereas I'd rather say educate yourself on how you can make your money right now just you and maintain it all yeah and then build from there because getting signed or getting put on um you're you can have management and not have to actually be like on a label you can literally take it instead of trying to get on you can literally say all right look i got x amount of followers i am booking my own shows i'm doing pretty good you know starting out the next move is to build a team that takes some off the, the the workload off of you. Mm-hmm. That's the the main thing. So before yeah. you even think about a label, think about how you can literally build a team that is going to work for you. So you probably will get a manager. Yeah, you get a manager. A manager, is somebody that can help you strategically. No, you know, maybe some people in the industry. If you're trying to really rise up, sure. But then sometimes you might just really be in a good lane where you're at. So it's good to, again, build your foundation, figure out, you know, where you're trying to go, what you're trying to do and build a team before you even consider a label. Because the thing about a label is you sign to a label. First of all, labels ain't signing people like they used to. Oh, no, that money's going dried up. No, it ain't even so much money. It's they literally are like not trying to sign somebody unless you already have marketability like you literally are doing the work yeah they are at a point now where if christine releases an rb album and christine has over ten thousand followers counting and is getting a decent amount of streams and you know booking shows if they see that, then it's like, oh, this is a good investment. Yeah. Because said this on the podcast before, I'll say it again. Labels look at artists like investments. So this is not going to be something where, oh, hey, you know what? Your music bangs. We want to get it out there. No, they, they, they see you're doing well. They're like, all right, listen, we'll bring you to the table because now. Since you're doing really good, we can go ahead and roll out that red carpet. We'll sign you. And then we'll even give you an, av- an advance. That's if you even want to take it. Right. And that works on your, you know, your next album. And now you're basically um, working with them. They've gave, given you money. You're well on to you know release your next project and have you know 
distribution channels uh, that you didn't have before. Right. You're able to get yourself on the radio, which beforehand that wasn't even happening. Right. It's so much easier to get on industry playlists like Spotify's main playlist and stuff like that. Mm. So it helps you speed your way through things. But again, 2023, I can tell you that if you really are like building your foundation and everything, it's all going to come down to what you build first and what you're doing before a label even considers you. Yeah. You know, so I, that's my personal thing. And then also I'll say just my personal opinion too, for those of you that are doing music that happen to be listening to this podcast, don't sign to a label right away. Don't, don't like, don't even, if you really can help it, stay independent. And like I and it may sound crazy, it may not sound like a whole lot of money, but I feel like you'll see a lot more uh fruits of your labor than you would if you were joining a label. Now everything is different for everybody. There's some people that say, Well, you know what, I don't want to have to do a lot of the work. Okay, yeah, cool. Do you? If a label can offer you something good. But at this point, and to go back to what Rob is saying, you want somebody that's going to know how to negotiate those contracts. And at this point, it's not just a manager. You actually need an entertainment lawyer. Yeah. Because the entertainment lawyer is going to be a nuance. Yeah. They're going to be able to look at nuances because, like, you got to treat lawyers like Pokemon. Yeah. (laughs) Certain, and certain lawyers are good at certain things. Right. It's what it is. You, you really, you really, you really do. You sh- Honestly, if you're into music, uh, an entertainment lawyer, yes. But if you can, also one that understands finances and things of that nature yeah. and just general practice. So you really, if you can, have to, unless you can find a jack of all trades, which nine times out of ten, if they are in the entertainment law, they probably can do other things as well. Mm-hmm. But you want somebody that's going to understand entertainment and that's their sector. That's the way they live. The reason being is because when you look at a contract, you need to make sure that you're not getting jilted. I'm, it's very easy to get jilted. I'm going to say, well, two things. One, um, take if you are not quite, in, if you if you want to become a content creator and you know you want to do it, go ahead and take your job. If your job offers it, contract law, contract classes, project management, just go ahead and take it. Like you. Don't quit your day job. Just take the classes they offer. You, you'll thank me for it later. Tabitha Brown has a real good lesson on that. Too, I wanted to give you the, the definitions that Rob asked for earlier, what the difference between EP and LP is. So mm-hmm. a single is usually one to three tracks. It's all the same song. There's not variations, and it's about a little bit less than 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more than 10 minutes, but it's three of the same song three different ways. Maybe an instrumental, too. An instrumental, yeah. yeah. EP is an extended play, four to six tracks, under 30 minutes. It's four to six. Okay. Four to six approximately usually under 30 minutes around 20 minutes lp stands for long play and one could feature up to 10 to 12 tracks and could be double the length so if you have seven songs you may be considered an lp but they but like when they start grading it for awards you'll be at the lower end of the playlist because typically the award season comes they prefer to um go on a body of work which is an LP over an EP. Right. That's why a lot of artists who can't comes out with EPs, even though they're like the best selling EP, best EP for everything, or like just a great EP will never get like best album of the year. Cause technically it's not it's an not, LP. Right. Right. Yeah. And also like, I believe you should have an entertainment lawyer, a tax account, a tax lawyer. Cause even if your tax accountant, your accountant does wonders with the money, you need a tax lawyer because if you start going overseas, you need to know what the laws are when you bring that money back to America and you need a contract specialist. 
which lawyers, even if they do write up contracts, they're not contract specialists. There's a difference. It's so sad. It's so sad you need all this, you know, just to protect yourself. But you have to. Yeah. You know? Well, there was a seminar I went to once. It was a business, a seminar for content creators. And they was like, the one thing that they wish content, they was like, creative people love producing stuff to enrich people, right? Whether you write a story, you write songs, you write, you make funny videos. Like, there's a passion to make people laugh, to make people cry, to make people be introspective. Mm -hmm. And they, but they think sometimes some creatives, even if they have the duality in mind, they get lost in it or they don't know how to protect themselves. And it's like, that's why you need to slowly build a team. They like, you start with an accountant to keep your money right. Then you add in an entertainment lawyer to protect you because people can see you at this point. And then when you start getting into contracts and brand deals, typically one of your, your a lawyer can handle it, but you should know how to read it. Cause that's how I learned. Shout out to R and B money podcast. Love them. They talk a lot of business and they make it break it down really easily. Yeah. And it was like, this is how a lot of artists get screwed over. Their contract will say you need to have at least 12 songs make it to like the airwaves yeah and you produce 12 songs out of those 12 only two of it make it makes it to the airway so you're never getting out of that contract until the other ones make it to airway but then what happens is you produce all this music for this label this company and if they're not approving your songs to make it to airways you are under a never-ending contract that holds you hostage yeah so they were like you need to know how many songs are really have to go out to an airway when you get your money back, when you get your rights back. It was the John Tay Austin episode that broke that down. Another episode broke down how if you are not a certain position on that writer's list, you're not getting that percentage because you have to times it by a certain number. Mm -hmm. And so like, you can be like, Oh, you know, I'm, I was like the lead writer on here. So I should get like 50% of the royalties. Times that by how many other writers is there? Like it's a decimal point, and really you're only going to get like, let's say it's one cent a play, you'll get like twenty five percent of that one cent a play. So then you have to figure out what the math is of how many plays you actually get to see your first ten dollars. Yes, gosh, I think you know. I think overall, like I don't have the same uh, breadth of knowledge that uh, Lorenzo has. You know, on on the whole industry but i do know basic business you know no know how which is i think for a lot of people a good lesson is to just remain humble it's always good it's the the more you know about this the better the more you know knowledge that you have about this that you can contain yourself and and control Yes. Is better but at the same time be humble to what you don't know you don't know what you don't know right and in that case, you're going to need to get help from somebody. And so and that's kind of what I meant about this whole thing is just, you know, reach out, reach out to people, you know, and trust yeah. for for assistance so that you don't, you know, get pennies, pennies from millions, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a it's a it's a lot that could be. um it's a lot that could be said when it comes to music and um sadly i want to say on reach out if you if you are if you're honestly looking for help with releasing music and navigating the business 
Uh, definitely there are there are people that I would say you can follow on social media um, that do a really, really great job. Um, I would say this too, just because we're having this conversation and mind you, uh, I'm not going to sit here and, and pretend I know everything. Uh, I can tell you though, you know more than the average person. I'm so, well, yeah, but also <laughs> a little, a little self-taught, but a lot of, a lot of things that I learned, I learned as I'm moving through it with artists that I know and particularly artists that I'm working with now. And so that has always been the main thing is that you can teach yourself things, um, but you should also pay attention to what you see happening with artists. So when you hear about an artist wanting to renegotiate their contract, get out that contract, you should pay attention to what's going on. When it's coming to releasing your own music, if you feel like you are struggling, first and foremost, um, there's a many reasons you can struggle. Because I've heard songs that are really great should be on the radio, um, and there are artists that'll wonder what's wrong with them. Like, what? Why is this not getting enough plays in the whole nine? And see, the issue may not really be the music that you're releasing; it could be your marketing. Mm-hmm. Now, the double-edged sword here is that it could also be what you're releasing. Let me keep it a beam. The reason I say that is because you can release a song and you probably worked really hard on that song. But if you didn't have a really good mix to it, like people are having issues really hearing your vocals. Yeah. If it feels like um, you're not paying attention to uh, the recording, like you're not listening to the playback, you know... You might have a whole album, but you got different engineers that mixed it. Mm. There's so many hiccups. So you really got to be your own critic, which is hard. So before that, like, let's say the mixing and everything ain't the problem. Like you got a really great engineer. Yes. Who's worked with multitude of people and worked with even some popular artists that, you know. Yeah. But for whatever reason, your music is not hitting. And your your marketing and all that, like you're putting in ads and stuff like that, but you're feeling like stuff isn't still isn't good. Songwriting might be a problem, you know, and um, that could be a thing. So it takes time. I, I know people that have uh, been at it for years. In fact, um, and he's probably going to be on the show again. Uh, but when we talk to Ballad, Ballad, you can go to Audio Mac, you can listen to that interview. Um, but he'll be back on. But he shared some personal um, details when he was in a, a stream, and he Orange had been around for a long time. So when you know I played that song for y'all, that song literally had been around for a hot minute. Yeah, this man literally pushed that song well over a year, a year and some change. So it takes a while. It, it takes a while. So you can't rush the process. Just make sure you keep working at your craft, making really great music. Make the music that you want. Don't make what you think is popular. Make what you want. That's an important lesson. Yes. Yeah, because I guarantee you there's going to be a crowd that fucks with what you're doing. People love authenticity, you know? Yeah. Um. Look, Tizo Touchdown. We like, you know, people. I remember when the song, the video came out and the song, you know, his song Sucker, right? Right. The same fucking artist, like, is doing numbers. 
like you wouldn't have seen it but everybody's like you know what's this but he got a whole lp he's got he has fans like fans he's doing he's doing big numbers so you never know like so the biggest thing is to you know keep working at your craft but be smart about the business that you're doing that's the best we can say this really turned into a musical like so can we talk about can we talk about how stupid keithy d is now (laughs) i mean you you i mean i figured you would have did that when we played the 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 joint So, so for those that well, 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 for those that don't know, the cat has finally out of the bag that has been hidden for what 20, 23 years now. When did Tupac die? Ninety six. Ninety six. So yeah, so that's like twenty seven years or something like that. The person that orchestrated the whole thing has finally been revealed to be, uh, I, I think he was a a crip, right? I think the, so. Uh, a crip, a crip leader named Keefe D, uh, orchestrated the whole thing against Tupac. Now, from what I read, there's two, there's two people that might have pulled, that might have actually pulled the trigger that he had go out and actually and actually shoot him. But he was the mastermind behind the whole thing, and they had had, they had this information for a long time, but. Due to some uh, legal, some something, what, what's it called when you can't, when you can confess to something but not get tried for it? Uh, I have to look that up because I just looked up another article. One second. Yeah, there's a law that if you confess to a crime, you cannot be convicted for that crime during a certain amount of time. Of a, of a proceeding You can't be convicted for it And he uh, said Hey that means I'm just immune In general That's so I had, After 30 years After 30 years After 30 years It hasn't hit the 30 year mark yet If he would have said something after, two, after two, if 2026 Because 96 to 2006 is 10 2006 to 2016 is 20 Yeah he, he's 4 years too early no, but there's a no, but I think there's something else though that, like, if I said I killed, you know, you know, I killed such and such during like a uh, during like an interrogation. Yeah. Oh no, 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 oh no, that's a lie. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, oh, that's for Orlando. Oh, keep keep talking. I'll look it up. I'll find it. He is. Well, anyway, the point is, is that he kept talking. But you know when he when he wasn't allowed to, and they said, "Oh, okay, now we can use this evidence that he's been saying this whole time to finally uh, arrest him," and that's what they did. So, yeah, he could have just shut up about the whole thing, but you know that it's amazing when when you do something like this that people feel the need. It's like they. It, it's like they have to have the need to brag about it. They have to tell somebody, you know. Well, he started, yeah, because he interviewed. Um, let me see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, because he interviewed with DJ Vlad, and that was um, back in July 2019. 
And that's when he was literally like he literally snitched on himself there. Rap snitches. Um Yeah. Yeah, you snitched on yourself. Statue of limitations. But that is a the statue of limitations is also very odd because what happens is a lot of people's like, oh, the statute of limitations in one state is like maybe fifteen years. While in another state it might be thirty years. So if you don't know what the statute of limitations is for certain states because remember, this isn't a federal crime. This is a state crime, which means it's going to be tried in the state of Nevada. You have to know what your statute of limitations is for that state. So, like, if he's never touched Nevada and Nevada never issued an arrest warrant for him, he's pretty much... It's almost, like, kind of weird what I'm about to say, and it's not fully true. A lawyer needs to clarify this. He's almost, like, you know, not a free man, but it's, like, you definitely have to cross into Nevada for them to say, oh, no, you're arrested. So when he confessed on Vlad TV... Then that's when everything went left. I'm looking this up now. I'm wait a minute. But I don't I don't think there's a statute of limitations for murders. No, it's not statute of limitations. It's called something else. I'm looking it up now because okay. I wanna I wanna make sure I'm saying I'm saying the right the right thing here. Oh, okay. I was I was afraid it was. Oh, he laid out. He snitching himself in the whole fucking book. Yeah, yeah. He he. Listen, this man. When he said what he said, I was like, oh, he is dumb. He is so dumb. Listen, that is a that is something you take to your grave. Okay, take to the grave. And if you ain't going to take it to the grave, at least take it to the grave in a way like you write a book, and then have your son or nephew or whoever is related to you publish that book. After you die. But see, the estate of Tupac Shakur can always sue his estate. But we'll leave that alone. Yeah, because the whole big, the, the biggest thing was that, you know, his nephew uh, was the one that was what pulled the trigger. Yeah, and his nephew's dead, right? Like, almost everyone involved with, his, with um, Tupac's murder is either dead or in jail except for him and diddy because apparently now the u.s son which i do not trust this paper i don't trust it says that keefe d pretty much was like puffy paid him a million dollars to assassinate um tupac shakur see and that was the thing that i had that's like well y'all got y'all got the trigger man but y'all need to know who put him up to it that's right. the biggest thing you think somebody put keefe d up to it Ain't nobody just gonna go like Pac had enemies, sure, you know. But then, you know, like if we if we're going by if we're going by Pac's music, Pac certainly had enemies, and he he kept it real. But I I just figured it was gang related. I just say enemies, but nah, like I, I whatever Pac was doing, even though like part of me is just like you know when rappers. Because we can always speculate. Rappers can be like, well, I got beef, blah, blah, blah. And there's some rappers that really do. There's some that don't. But, you know, during that time, especially with uh, the music, as much Pac had that love on the West Coast, it was like if he had any enemies, maybe there were far a few. I don't know. Wasn't around them. Wouldn't know. But one thing for sure, if you're going after somebody that is... A celebrity, a rapper. Um, unless there's just unless you're just trying to rob them, 
you want street cred snatching a chain because that happens right um the only other thing i could really think is you know somebody putting a hit and somebody's like well fine i'll go after that bag right i'm pretty sure they have more reasons but you know usually it's either hey after the street cred trying to rob them you know we got beef that's usually one of one of the three well, here's the thing. If Sugar Knight doesn't testify, so Keefe D put himself in a very bad situation because Sugar Knight's like, I'm not testifying against him, right? But you, Keefe D has admitted to it on tape. And I don't think people realize he self-incriminated himself. Even if he admitted to it, again, I don't know what the statutes of limitations are for murder, but this is turning into a Rico case, which means there is no real true statutes of limitations. Is it a Rico case? Racketeer? No, it's not a Rico case. It's not a Rico. Um, but it's, it's, it's so conspiracy. It's a, That's why I said Rico. Cause C and Rico is conspiracy. Well, you is could it? kind of no. Um, it's yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, let's check that out here. Racketeering influence in corrupt organizations. Yeah. So the Crips is considered it's a gang affiliation. They will fall under corrupt organizations. Hold on. Okay. Wolfson, I guess that's the attorney, explained that there is no statute of limitations for murder and that under Nevada law, prosecutors can bring a murder charge against someone accused of aiding and abetting in a killing, even if they are not accused of directly committing the homicide. So he he shot himself. I, I, I felt yeah. like it. I was like, the statutes of limitations are for very weird stuff. It's like bank robberies. Anything that's not lethal, there's a statute of limitations for. Anything that is lethal, where someone lost their life. As soon as we figure it out, yeah, we can get you. Yeah. I'm gonna have to figure that out later, though. But there's, uh, he did have immunity during a certain during a certain time. Yeah, which has now expired. Which has now which has now expired, and he thought he still had it. <laughs> he thought he could just say it whenever, and like, no. <laughs> My thing is, though, why would you even want to? Exactly. Well, uh, you out, and he wasn't getting paid anymore. Because I feel like the the temptation of knowing you. You helped orchestrate one of the one of the most famous murders in American history. I think got to him because he because he helped do this, and he's not getting any. Cra- you know, he wants the the notoriety. Well, yeah, he put out a whole book. It, 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 yeah, exactly. He put, a whole, he put exactly. out a whole book. I oh, want he- people to know it was me without 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 the responsibility. <laughs> but see, the thing about it is though. So going back to Suge, because Suge says he doesn't want to testify, right? Mm. Not testify him. Him. There's so many reasons he may not want to testify. Um, because one of the biggest things for the longest time was that he had something to do with it. That was one of the biggest, the one of the biggest things, like. People literally was just like, oh, that feels like a setup. Yeah, see, I got yeah, I I never believed that he was involved with it. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Cause, you know, Keefe D, from what I understand, is is a crit. 
Suge Knight is a blood. I think so. I thought no. Yeah, uh, Suge Knight a blood. Suge Knight, yeah. I if you see him, he's wearing a lot. Of, he he wears a lot of red. Oh yeah, he would be a blood because him and Snoop. No, Snoop is a crep. Snoop is a. Oh yeah, no, he is a mob pro blood. I apologize. I apologize. This man is a blood. Listen, no offense. I ain't trying to get touched out here in the real world by that man. No, no, no disrespect to you. You scare me, sir. You scare me. You look like someone that knows how to get someone murked yeah. behind bar. Nope. Don't want no smoke with him, even though he's blind and has diabetes and slowly, slowly dying. <laughs> yeah, we're just saying public in, in, information that's already known to the general public. Okay, yeah. but yeah. So I don't believe that he was involved. I think maybe he knew. Maybe he might have known there might there might be some danger but i don't think he knew it in great in great detail especially with him being in the car with with tupac when he got shot i'm gonna say something that might be a conspiracy theory so part of that is we're, we're going public like public opinion where some people speculated and wondered because keep in mind tupac's death Gave a lane for conspiracy theories. Yes, yeah. it did. Whole lane for conspiracy theories. Allegedly, he's and, still in Cuba. And because, because nobody really could tell, it was like, yeah, Puffy had something to do with it. Or, we don't know, that's kind of weird, you know, like, Suge, you know, like, it, it, like, you start, like, going down the rabbit hole, there are people that really, it was just, like, somebody had to know. Yeah, I can understand. I can understand the the puffy connection. Yeah, yeah. But like, there were people that also literally was looking at even Suge. They really was like there was a whole like Suge already had people like you know afraid of him. But that also was a component. Yeah, that also was a component. Death Row and Pac, you know, being murdered. That stuff came into play. There was a lot of there was a lot of people wondering who did it. Like, would it have been Suge that was really behind it? Would it have been Puff? So, yeah. <laughs> now, again, like, hey, he wasn't in, you know, like you said, he was in the car at the time. You're right. Like, they it could have been either one. They could have been going for both. Who knows? People wasn't sure. Like, if dude had never told on himself. People today would still be speculating. Now, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Me personally, I'm like, I always thought, nah, yo, that that sound like, sound like Puff. Yeah. It sound yeah, like yeah. Puff. Like, who else? But then again, did we really even know? <laughs> you know? It's a, we can expand more on that in the next episode. Uh, uh, nah, because we get to see this play out. I'm, I'm, well, I'm letting this. I want to see this, this play out. Well, I was, t- well, I was thinking more about the fact, not, not of him getting shot, but of him still being alive. Who, Keithy D? No, Tupac? no, oh, Tupac he? still being alive. I mean, what, what, Machiavelli. The, the real gag is he wrote that <laughs> song and published it, and say so just say AI did it. But we all know he's not alive, so I won't do that. Because, you know, his family is very, very upset about that conspiracy theory. They they very much says we they do not like that one at all. Mm. Yeah, I can understand. Say let the man rust. Please. Definitely. Let the man rust. 
<sighs> so, wow. Damn. Y'all want to finish for Drake real quick and then end this episode? Yeah, we can. All right. Drake's uh, a bitch. So, pff, say more than that. But we're going to get into what I'm talking about. But we'll get into this first. Um, so, Dojo, once again, is trying to find ways to piss off uh, people. And uh, the newest caper is that apparently she was wearing a shirt. And it's in hot water for the shirt because uh, it features a photo of a comedian that's linked to the alt-right. Basically, social media is like, yeah, that dude's a Nazi. The way I found out about this is because there was a whole thread about Doja. And um, one rap blog had posted a photo before she removed it from Insta and re-uploaded an edited version. But it showed who was on the shirt and people would just going in like, yeah, this person's a whole, that's a whole ass Nazi. She's literally ran the shirt, got a whole ass Nazi dude on it. People are like, yo, we get it. All right. Yeah. You, you that's well, what you want to identify. But it got with. Hitler on it. No, it's a dude that is, that is basically a Nazi. Like, oh, okay. Right. And people were going at, um, people were just, you know, going off about it. Now, mind you, Doja hasn't been on uh, Twitter for a hop. A hot minute but that's where the conversation was happening but when she posted the joint uh apparently it was on her instagram so um insiders talking about it and i'm so like i said i'm surprised that hip-hop dx hasn't jumped on it which is kind of usually they're like one of the first so seeing it being talked about and of course i went to her uh instagram because i was like all right let's see if this is if this is even you know legit and you can see in the comments people's like oh yeah way to go ahead and post up that edit but we already you know and that's like no we already seen it so um insider of course is like u.s rapper doge cat has been slammed online after photos posted to her instagram account showed her wearing a t-shirt that featured an image of a comedian with neo-nazi links on friday several images posted on her account showed her wearing a top featuring the controversial comedian comedian sam hyde the celebrity news account pop base said that doja cat 27 initially shared her look in the photo on her main feed, but later deleted it and re-uploaded a new version with the image cropped out. A slightly blurry selfie of her wearing the shirt showing Hyde's face was posted on her Instagram stories. Oh. Representatives for Doja did not respond to requests for comment from Insider made outside of normal working hours. Uh, but then there's the fucking photo. <laughs> what is going on? Sorry. What is going on? So I uh, just say you ain't just say you ain't trying to record music anymore, ma'am. Just keep it just cause like Is this so I I've never seen I've never seen this person's it, what what is he like a stand up comedian or something? Uh he has t- he has ties. In two thousand seven Hyde pledged five thousand dollars for legal defense of the founder of the Daily Stormer website. Which is a neo-Nazi publication. What? Yep. What? How was... So how did Doja connect with this person? So she just... She just... She just had a... Got got a shirt and... Just got a shirt with his face on it. Like, I'm wondering... Was this just like, hey... Hey, wear this shirt for me type thing? You know what I mean? I'm wondering... No, I think it was 
because she's a troll. She is a top tier level troll. Okay, she's like oh, really? she okay. has a master's degree in trolling. She's aiming for that PhD, but she's stuck at a master's level. So she trolled too far. She trolled just ten percent too far. It's just how she ended up in those alt right groups a few years ago, talking about you want to see my titties. She, I think she trolled too far in this one. Mm. That's why she cropped it out because someone was like, nah, you're really going to lose all your fans, homie. Like, you literally are making black music. This is, I know we want to say hip hop is is universal. Hip hop is everything. But you are literally about to, like, you're making music that the alt-right and that group hate. And you're wearing his shirt. Yeah. 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 I I think that I, I, I think that there is a danger of it's a slippery slope, but I think I, I think Doja can be salvaged from from this. It sounds like because nobody, I don't think anybody thinks Doja is a Nazi. <laughs> you know, I, <sighs> you, really, <laughs> really? Not me. I'm the, I don't. I don't think she's an. I don't think she's a Nazi. But there's strength. You have to look at strength of character here. Yes, yes, she might be a troll, but is there anything else in her music? Is there anything else in her day-to-day life that would suggest that she would support the Nazis? To me, that answer would be no. You would know better than me. I well, I don't see any other connection. Like this is different than like you know Kanye, for example, oh. who you know wants to wear they had good ideas slavery was a choice i'm wearing maga hats it's not too far to believe that he would come up with anti-semitic comments you know (laughs) yeah i mean so what this is i you could say on one hand trolling sure but there's a point where it's like okay like you really crossing a lot because there's trolling and then there's the part where it's like, okay, are you really trolling or are you self or like, do you hate yourself? And there's a lot of people or a combination. There's a lot of people on social media that are like, yo, you, you're dealing with the fact that, you know, you just, you, you hate your career. Some people think it's that. Some people think that, you know, it's just maybe she's just self-hating on herself for some reason. Right. Um, and the, the only person that can really answer those questions, though, is Doja. Doja. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's like, yeah. so we can sit here and speculate all day. I'm not def- I'm not defending and trolling. I'm not defending whatever this is because I'm like, look, yeah, I can tell you, we ever, like, we've listened to a music. We listen to her music. I've never heard her say anything wild. But listen, we could say the same thing for Kanye almost. Kanye, if you say if we heard anything, it's him talking in interviews. Not so much his albums, but then again, I don't listen to him all the time. So I don't know. But usually when he's under fire, it's because something he said in the interview. It's never something so much he really said in the song. Um Interview is even worse to me. Well, the interview, the interviews are are to me honestly. I'm directly saying something something uh, anti semitic or offensive. I can't. I can't actually. I can't. I can't do tit for tat. I feel like you're saying even in the music, or you're saying it directly because the music is just bad. Because you know what flows around more so that is on the regular what? music. 
yeah. versus a podcast. But it's easier to understand when somebody's doing an interview what you're saying, whereas in the music, it can get kind of lost in, in translation, possibly. It can get lost in translation, but the music is going to reach more ears so more than the interview would. Because the interview is usually one and done. Look what happens. If somebody does something in the interview, when do they bring it back up? A couple years later when somebody does something else. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know how often the song makes around? Well, if they said something fucked up and a song does happen to make the airwaves, it's getting played. Yeah. If they said something and then, like I said, it was a double entendre, so people ain't picking up, but this song is a hot billboard before it catches around, it's getting played. Here, but here's my point, though. There, is, there are millions upon millions of people that wouldn't even know who Kanye is if he didn't, if, if he wasn't on like 60 Minutes or something like that. You know what I mean? So you're bre- you're reaching a broader o- audience with your with with your wild claims, you know? Yeah. Okay. But but I still think music is more pervasive. So like at the end of the day, like yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You, you might reach your, a more broader audience, but that is more likely. An uh, interview is more likely to get most, lost in the sauce than I think a song. Yeah, because yeah. most people don't listen to songs. Like they'll listen to like, oh, they said this lyric. It's just like, how long did it take people to realize that "All About the Benjamins" was uh, was not? Let me say this again because I sometimes I'm in my words. Was not LGBTQIA plus friendly. What? What? What in the song? It was Sheik's verse where he says, "As fruity as RuPaul," which I love RuPaul. I think RuPaul, Charles, amazing business person, created Drag Race. And even though there's some issues with that show, because the contestants have said that they are abused on that show, top tier entertainment. Love it. Mm. And like, it's also like, but when you hear the lyrics, no one ever holds that against Shriek Looch. Is it Looch? Shriek Looch. Yeah. yeah. They don't hold that against him. They don't, they don't say, oh, he's homophobic. They're like, he rapped a homophobic lyric. Versus Kanye. No, you literally went on a public platform and said Hitler had some good ideas. <laughs> I forgot that one. And you can <laughs> so always bad. go back and he tried to rationalize it. And now he's over in Italy, which this country is known for having some fascist and fascism still lurking in its in its government. And he's over there gallivanting like it's oh. no big deal. They hate black. I'm not saying that. I don't know Italy, but I, but from what the news has portrayed you, some of y'all do not like African immigrants or immigrants from other countries and have been very, very nasty to them. L, 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 I'm going to stop talking about Kanye because I feel like you do. I get tired. I, I just don't want even want to go down that path anymore. Kanye or Doja, to be honest. Mm. Top level shows. Are we, are we canceling Doja? I mean, she tried. She tried with the whole demonic thing to get canceled. There's another conspiracy theory about that. We'll talk about the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, and then we out. So, Drake. Is a bitch. New album. <laughs> he went for not one, but two black women. Listen, homie is as bad as well, well, hold on now. Uh, hold on. Because something else is happening. Something else is happening, and I gotta go to the ye old social media. But apparently, and and just 
Well, I'm getting this up. Are you familiar with Rai Rai? I think so. Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, let's play Shake It to the Ground. And let me get that. Now, if you're, if you're a Baltimore native, then yeah, you may you may very much be uh, familiar with the song. Uh, of course, let me go ahead and pause that. There we go. For those that don't know, Rai Rai, she's actually from Baltimore. I was about to say that's a Baltimore club beat right there. Exactly. <laughs> so, minding my own business once again on Twitter. <laughs> Rai Rai posts, really Drake? She tagged him. My vocals again and no credit. I really want to be flattered, but I feel like it's trolling at this point. Oh, my God. One of my favorite artists doing this. I don't know how I feel anymore. But thank you for reminding me that my 15-year-old vocals are still legendary. And let me see if we still got this connected. Because when I saw this, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that really is that really what uh we got going on in there? I was in a club before she even had it. She was twenty one. I don't see a savage. She wanna be the one. She know I come steady. She wanna hold the gun. So in the sample. I was in a club. You hit a what at the very beginning? Yeah, I heard yeah. it twice. Yeah. So she tagged Drake because she's like, you know, I can't even get credit. Like, y'all, you released a song. And this is the song. It's called Calling For You, and it's featuring 21 Savage. Um, and it's off of Drake's new joint. And um, she's like, you know, thank you for reminding me about that. 15 year, that my 15-year-old vocals are still legendary. Um, but a lot of people did chime, chimed in and the, the thing is, is like, you know, somebody was like, yo, why hasn't your management taken care of this from the previous time? Because this isn't the first time this happened. Right. So 
you know, she she respond. They was like, you know, why haven't your management taking has your management taken care of this uh, from the previous time? Literally, everybody's using that sample. I get Drake is the person to point the finger at, but the record producers use the sample, and the records are getting cleared, and that's where it starts. So then she's like, hey, the producers are using it, but he still, as the artist, has to clear the samples. Like they use Lil John's chair squeaking sample illegally, but then have him and everybody on that song credit, but not me and Black Star. So, you know, Rara's like, yo, that's my vocal. That's me. Can I get some credit? Yeah. You know, so she wants a residual. Not even, not even so much. Look, or, whether, or she just wants. Whether does, does she want money or does she just want credit? I think really, I think really, what um, it is literally, it's like, yo, if you're going to at least have my voice somewhere in there, can you credit me? Can I have a song credit? Yeah. Okay. You know. Okay. I'm yeah. with that. And so I don't know. And so, and then again too, like you know, just because uh, and she, I don't know, like 15 year old, she might not really care because just what. Right. But you know, she's just saying what. But the thing about it, if we're going in terms of business, just speaking on business, you got somebody's like or somebody else's likeness in the song. If they want to come for money, no matter what it is, they are fully entitled. They're fully entitled. They are entitled. So that was an interesting thing that came out. And then, of course, you find out all the other things that he's talking about. So I haven't listened to the project. I don't intend to. I really don't. (laughs) Just, I I just, uh. but we find out that apparently he had choice words for Rihanna. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, dude, you know how hard you have to be like. Mm. You, how many years has that been? About one second. I don't remember. Like it's just like my God. I want to say like wasn't it before two thousand eleven? Oh, they had the relationship timeline. Billboard dot com. All right, here is Drake and Rihanna's relationship timeline. Um, 2005, they make their first appearance. They met on um, 2005. 2009 was their first date. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at a Billboard article. November 2009, Rihanna says she and Drake are still friends. 2010. Drake realizes Rihanna may not be that into him. <laughs> 2010, Drake believes Rihanna used him as a pawn. <laughs> 2010, the pair. Where, who's got this timeline? Billboard.com. Oh, okay. 2010, the pair re- reunites for what? My, what's my name? <laughs> 2011, Rihanna dances on Drake during the Grammys performance. <laughs> Rihanna is a troll too. She made that man feel like I was going to. He was. She was going to be there. Drake admits he was hurt by Rihanna, so he made fireworks. 2011, they team up again for Take Care. 2012, they fight, Chris Brown and Drake fight over Rihanna. Chris Brown whipped that ass. No. <laughs> That's when they were throwing bottles in the club. Rihanna doesn't clap for Drake MTV MVMA win at the 2012 um. 
VMAs. Yo, they even got what he, she didn't clap. 2013, Drake addresses rumored Chris Brown brief during the radio interview. Listen, I am not going through this whole timeline. So long story short, this has been going on for 10 years now. And of course, ASAP Rocky and Drake and Kendrick Mar- Lamar made that song. And then all of a sudden, ASAP started pursuing Rihanna, which is not true. But we'll leave that alone. 2014, Rihanna and Drake have a date night in London. I skipped one. Drake, Drizzy continues to praise Rihanna. That's February 2014. 2015, Rihanna denies ever dating Drake. She's like, I ain't never date that. God. 2016, Rihanna and Drake work it out because they do the song work. Oh, my God. I'm not going to go through all this. It's so long. That's a condition. That's it's, a medical condition. That's so what that long. is. It's so long. You mean, yo, like, it, somebody, that man need a hug. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That man needs to take them braids out his hair. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I have no, listen, look, I used to go up for Drake. I was like, but he makes, he makes incel music. I saw this on Twitter. He makes incel music for black men. There, I said it. Every black dude I know that likes Shrake is secretly an incel. An incel. But you know what? He had the yeah. lyrics. He, someone that can't get pussy. Oh. He had the lyrics, though. Um, Why well, did make it sound like I'm still hung, uh, like hung up on you? Um, that could never be. Gal can't ruin me. Better than him than me. Better is not me. And then it's like goes on to say like I'm anti. I'm anti. Uh, Naming her album. Yeah. Oh gosh. And then he says, "Yeah, and the sex was average with you." Yeah, I'm anti because I had it with you. If it was average, and I, I had way better, better bitches than you. To be honest. Yeah, man, that's it. Yeah, that man, he's still with you. He can't leave you. Y'all go on vacation, I bet. What the fuck? Like, I just realized, doesn't, doesn't like Drake have like, like, like he's like, I don't love you. I only love my mom or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's a whole song. I there's only- a Norman Bates thing. Like, speaking of, like, he, he kind of reminds me of Norman Bates. I don't love no one. The only person I love is my mama. And my, he actually shot out his son in that video. In that song. Yeah. Here is the S. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, NSX was average with you. Yeah, I'm anti because I had it with you. Okay, I'm anti like your daddy's sister. Anti like a family picture. And I had way better bitches than your TVH. Yeah, that man, he's still with you, he can't leave you. Y'all go on vacation, I bet it's auntie. Let me stop. No, fuck it, let me go. That man need a hug. Or some Balta, or... <laughs> Yo, you know what? Listen, we we gotta go. We Look, we are so sh- over shout time. out. This is it. At, shout out to at Candace Benbo on Twitter. Drake makes music for well educated and gainfully employed, and I know plenty of them because y'all have 
Y'all, y'all passed me over for that Rihanna and she screwed y'all over. But I ain't going to talk about that today. Employed incels who think their deep insecurities and identity issues are all are well hidden behind fitted suits. Yeah, they do. Passport stamps. You can't travel all around the world and still be broken home lonely. Gym videos and selfies with prof- prof- prolific IG captions. Boom. And I just want to go ahead and say about Esperanza Spalding. Homegirl. Insanely talented. Esperanza Spalding has the nerve. Four Grammys to my name, 100 nominations. Esperanza Spalding was getting all the praise. I'm trying to keep it humble. I'm trying to keep it gracious. Who get, who gives a fuck Michelle Obama put you on her playlist? You took a stab at Michelle Obama too? Fuck you. Um, Then we never hear from you again. Like, you don't listen to her music. I've heard from her. She produced multiple projects that have been amazing and got more Grammys, you bitch. Um, Then you never hear from her, you again, like you was taken. Who's the CEO of Universal? They mistaken because Google's saying Lucian, but that just doesn't make sense. Who filling up the piggy bank? Who bringing home the bacon? That shit don't come on vinyl. I'm still recording, breaking. Why are you going for women? Listen, listen, homie. I don't want no smoke with you either because you got that Suge Knight energy like you's a bitch, but you's a bitch. You's, your mom, I ain't calling your mama isn't one. Your mama was a good woman, but you's a bitch. Your daddy's a bitch, and possibly your uncle's a bitch. Going after black women, bitch. Stop that shit, mm. bitch ass nigga. We can tell. Going after black women all the time. And you want my wife loves. My wife loves him. Oh, poor Jasmine. Please get her out of that cult. I'm trying. It's hard. Oh my! It's hard. It's okay. She has a right to like. Before him. we oh, go, yeah. um, before we go, one last thing. Um, Harris Teeter needs new management. I'm starting really not to like them, even though they have good food. So if I go, this is simple. This is simple. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta say this, man. I gotta say this. This is simple. If you have, if you have pretzels, yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I want you to put them in the pretzel section. Listen, I'm with Rob on this one. Me and Harris Teeter aren't friends. I went to um, I went and got some. Uh, I, I was looking for some pretzel chips, uh-huh. and I went to the pretzel section. Nothing. I was, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. They're chips too. Yeah. So let me go to the. Chip. They yeah. weren't in the chip section no, they, either. There was a whole other section. Like it that. was in a whole. It was in like the bread, like the right. bread aisle or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. No. Me and Harris Teeter are not friends. I'm with Rob on this. I stand with his Harris Teeter slander right now. Why? L. Why? 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 We'll why? dress it on the next episode. All right. Cool. <laughs> Gosh. We out. Bye. Gosh. See ya. That's a pop thought today. All right. Stay away from fucking her. I had a pop thought, but I'll save it for the other one. Yeah. You can open up with it. How about that? We'll we'll open up and then you can close the one too. So we'll do that. All right. So that way you you make it in. So we out. See ya. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) Ain't even giving y'all outro peace.